This is Kathy. And this is Charity. And you're listening to Macchiato Moms at Midnight. <laughs> 1030 tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> The point is, is that our kids are asleep. <laughs> and that's the only time we have to do this. Yes. <laughs> so, today we are talking about protecting your relationships. Because I feel like one of the biggest things that I wasn't aware of is how um, just Satan will really try to attack our mm-hmm. relationships and like everything... Not just our marriages or, you know, family members' relationships, but friendships, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're going to talk about how you can be aware of those things and um, just, you know, what tools God has given us to defend against those attacks and just kind of really just know what it is that we, how Satan really attacks them. Because I feel like a lot of the time we're kind of blind to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not really aware until like after the fact, until after this big fight. And then you realize, oh, that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, we're living in the flesh. Yeah, that was Satan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took it out on my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, so I guess that kind of opens up into one of the scriptures that we have. Mm-hmm. And it is Ephesians six, twelve, And it's, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know about you, but when I first heard that verse, like the end of it, I was like, what? <laughs> heavenly, realms, heavenly realms prince of power you know evil mm-hmm. powers I'm like huh it just seems so like foreign but when you um, we need to realize that there is like a diff- there is a different like world out there that we can't see mm-hmm. where it's like a spiritual warfare and they are const- Satan's constantly trying to fight to win over our mind our heart to ki- t- take us away from God um, so one of the ways he does that is through our, our relationships. He wants to isolate us. And so he sets out these schemes to do that. Mm-hmm. So I have a thing written out here that, um, I was, I was just thinking like, this is like the scenario that always happens for me. I'm going about my day thinking everything's real good. You know, I've really been getting a lot of quiet time in with God lately. I've really, I'm really close to him. You know, I'm getting along great with my, all of our family is getting along and um, just having a good day. was able to clean the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you have like this miscommunication with your husband or a friend says something hurtful to you or, you know, you find out they're gossiping about you um, and you feel like you're just like all of a sudden under this like you hit a wall mm-hmm. and you're like under this cloud and you're like what in the heck where did this come from um and you start to blame your husband or you blame you know the the friend that's gossiping about you and instead of realizing that that is actually satan setting a scheme out to take you off the path that you've been going mm-hmm. on um so i have a verse here that kind of talks about 
knowing that Satan is a deceiver. So, 2 Corinthians 11.3, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, by his cunning, your minds may be seduced too from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So, you know, he's going to do anything to distract you from what you were doing. So you were, let's say you were for like weeks really devoted to spending time with Jesus, really devoted to being in his word and just pouring into yourself, you know, his truth. Satan's like, nope, that's enough of that. I need to do mm-hmm. something to distract you. I'm going to cause this fight. And um, if you don't realize that that's where it's coming from, you're going to fall for his trap. Uh, and believe me, I've done that lots and lots of times. Yes. Because that definitely distracts you. You end up spending all your time either arguing with your husband some more or telling some your friend about what your husband said or, uh, you know, telling other friends about what your friend did you know you end up just really focusing on it and just getting in this big giant web and uh unless you see it and Mm -hmm. you see it for what it is and i feel like that just takes the power out of it Mm -hmm. once you do that well no i don't i think that it's like you when you think of things like that you think of um like well just when you hear someone talking about satan attacking you you always think it's going to be something huge, like, Correct. like <laughs> yeah, like he's going to totally just like, he's going to come and destroy, like shootings, things like that, terrorist mm-hmm. attacks, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like that's what people think about when they think Satan attack. Yeah. But it's like, it's, Subtle. he's constantly attacking yeah. you there. Like they talk about what is not flesh and blood. There is right now around you kind of freaky to think about Mm -hmm. all around you Mm -hmm. there is a war going on that you cannot see against demons and angels and and just in our mind yeah satan is in our mind exactly he'll make us feel like it's real like that's our voice Mm -hmm. not him Mm -hmm. and like i love that in the verse it says that he's cunning Mm -hmm. because he is he will find ways to deceive you and make you think that it's you or it's that person or just like it's just humanity, you know, like it's, it's just normal, it's normal people, people fighting. Finding, yeah. But really, it's not. It's Satan planning these yeah. things. Um, so I, I don't know, Charity, if you want to do this, but I kind of thought about listing some of the ways that um, we have been attacked by Satan in relationships. Oh, yeah, I feel like sure. our relationship for sure has been attacked multiple times Mm -hmm. just through um (laughs) you're so awesome (laughs) i know we're just so holy and he's like i gotta stop them they're just too good it's enough of that (laughs) not at all (laughs) um so charity and i and our mother-in-law are really the three main spiritual leaders of our family um, we haven't really talked about this a lot but our husbands are not believers um so we're really really feel a lot of pressure to be the spiritual leaders and we have had multiple times where we have had misunderstandings um we have had just things come out that the other person has said that has just been really hurtful and maybe taken in the wrong context maybe not but satan has used it to completely stop our relationship Mm -hmm. at times like completely stop communication and just stop things from moving and um I feel like the first time it happened, like, we really didn't realize that that was Satan. Mm -hmm. It was, like, we were really... It was a really big, like, long break in communication. Um, 
And by long, I mean like two months because we never really go that much. <laughs> we don't go that long. We do too much together. <laughs> we can't not talk. Yeah. Oh, there's a holiday. I guess we gotta make up now. <laughs> but yeah, and so I feel like once though we start because we were still drawing close to God at that time, mm-hmm. which is what you do, even if you feel isolated. Because of a miscommunication. Even if it's from your husband. Mm-hmm. You still drive close to God. Because he's going to reveal to you. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. faults. In the situation. He's going to reveal to you. That the other person is still just a person. And it's not. They were not. They're not against you. It's Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like once. Because we did that. That's how we moved past it. We were able to you know humble ourselves. And mm-hmm. come to each other. And apologize. I think most people think that humble means like you have to not recognize the goodness in yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's not what it is you just have to also recognize that you have faults Mm -hmm. and that you aren't I mean you might be good but you aren't going to be perfect God doesn't want us to feel perfect crappy about ourselves he doesn't want us to feel like we're losers he wants us to first of all know what his truth is for us that we are loved Mm -hmm. that we're cherished that we're his child but he also wants to realize that we're not in control mm-hmm. and um, give up control to God and like put every others before ourselves and him mm-hmm. above all. And that's, I mean, that's my definition yeah. of being humble. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I feel like if you can just really turn to God during those times rather than, you know, wallowing in it, stewing in it, if you turn to God and you give that situation to him and you say, you know, speak wisdom into this he's going to reveal to you everything that you know has been going down yeah in the background yeah really and yeah <coughs> don't again be ready for him to reveal things about yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> not just yep. about the other person that it's going to be hard <laughs> yeah that's one big thing for me that i always is like part of my testimony like after coming to christ is that I would be praying for my husband and being like, why is he like this? Why mm-hmm. why can't our relationship be the way that the TV tells me that Christians couple <laughs> Instagram should be? Instagram tells yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. everything, everything yeah. that says when you're both Christians, it's going to be hunky-dory. Yeah. You're never going to fight about anything yeah. except for who's sweeter. <laughs> you would just be both be Christians uh, and yeah. everything would be perfect. Yeah, and that's not, that's <laughs> not true at all. But, I mean, that one of the... When I was praying for Cody one night and I was just like, God, why why is he like this? God just said, why are you like this? Yeah. Why aren't you praying for yourself and praying? How can I be the wife that Mm -hmm. Cody needs me to be? Mm -hmm. And that like, it like right now, just even saying it out loud again, I'm it like hurts my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know. Well, and that's exactly what it was. I was like, I suck. (laughs) Like I was so concerned about how he was treating me that I wasn't even realizing that I was being like such a judgmental Christian, mm-hmm. like oh you are so yeah. and, like I can't believe that we yeah because no one's without blame no. no one no it's like how can we it, it just is funny how we <clears throat> we just shift shift the blame yeah you know I'm I'm good and that per it's them mm-hmm. it's them not me because we don't want to fa- own up and we don't want to change really yeah we don't want to. Um, that's hard. It's hard to change. It's hard to, and once you own up to it, you have to change or yeah. else you know you're a really bad person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> another thing I thought is he, 
kind of like with our husbands, he Satan turned them from God, mm-hmm. and actually at times have caused our husbands to resent our devotion mm-hmm. to Christ, um, and that is like obviously a huge block for us at times. You know, if your husband is not for what you're doing, that that is a huge yeah, issue. Yeah. And so you know, first of all, being humble through that, not being like well. You know, letting your pride get in the way and make it about you. Yeah, don't be rude about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not the best thing to do when you are a Christian. <laughs> be like, well, you know what? I don't really care what you say. I'm going to yeah. do what I want. No, that's not a really good testimony. Yeah. So I feel like uh, when those things happen, you have to just turn to God. You have mm. to give it to God because, first of all, it's hurtful. It's hard. You know, you want your husband to. First of all, you want everyone to care about the same things. You want Mm -hmm. to like the same things. And um, when he's like, no, I'm not into that and I don't see why you are. Or even if they say hurtful things, like they don't understand how you're smart. How can you believe in that? It's like, it's hard to Mm -hmm. not just first be hurt, but also be defensive. Mm -hmm. Because you feel like you have to defend it, but you don't. Mm -hmm. God yeah god has got it yeah. you don't have to defend it and that's i think so great about like having god is if he wants you to say something he'll give you the words to say exactly but most of the time yeah most of the time i just hear a big shut up Harry, <laughs> yeah if he out. doesn't want you to say something <laughs> you won't hear yeah. nothing you know and that's yeah. i think that that goes it's really easy for mm-hmm. um because obviously i mean obviously if you think about it like to a, a christian most of our time is devoted to God. I mean, mm-hmm. you should be reading your Bible every day. You should be having quiet time with God every day. And then you should be going to church and having community with like-minded Christians every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's hard because, like, that is the common thing for a Christian. So it's easy for people to see that and then, like, a husband to get jealous of that because yeah. that's where your time is going. And they're not but going. They don't see, yeah, that yeah. they have those same things that they do, like, all throughout the week. It's just not a common thing. Mm-hmm. like each day yeah. and maybe it is for some like maybe you're I mean wives can get jealous too maybe you're jealous of him golfing or yeah. hunting I mean there's mm-hmm. all of those yeah. things that can rise up in that but mm-hmm. my point in that was just I think it's it's easier for them to see because it does take up so much of your time in like the best way ever like you well and it's life first part, yeah like you start changing. like you get so hungry for it <coughs> yeah for just the seeking and you just start wanting to talk about it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and you, you just start changing so much like you should be yeah if you're growing your relationship with christ you change as a person you become more kind you get the fruits of the spirit and once those fruits of the spirit show it's constantly in the, mm-hmm. your spouse's face and Especially if your spouse used to be a believer and they're now not sure, it's convicting. I feel like like mm-hmm. that's why there's so much. Yeah, because they feel like you're judging them. Well, to, and yeah. the Holy Spirit will well, like, yeah stir that in them and make them be like thinking. I I don't know this, but for me, I feel like it's like the, they're thinking I could be like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but like if I didn't question, that, yeah. Or, yeah, you know, or yearning for just the sureness that we have. Yeah. My husband, Cody, he's said those words to me before. I don't understand how you could just be so sure and I can't be. Yeah. He's, yeah, I totally get that. It's jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 
we just had we have a Bible study that we go to on Mondays at our church, and a lady actually said, just for anybody who might be having the same situation mm-hmm. about their husbands, and we know that it can get kind of daunting and tiring praying for them, and like feeling like nothing's happening. Yes. <laughs> uh, but she said that um, she said every day the Holy Spirit is there saying, "How about today?" Mm-hmm. So you have to keep praying because yes. you never know what day they're going to be like. How about today? Yeah, today is the today day. is the day. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So just remember that when you're getting discouraged. Yes. Um, so one of the things that this has made me kind of this makes you go through in your head, and whether we want to admit it or not, is we start to think, well, how can we? How can these things be happening? Am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right way if all of these things are coming into my way? Um, you know, if all these walls are coming up, you start to question um, whether God is good or whether he's real because he's letting these things happen. And that's why it is so important to turn to him because he's going to reveal to you. First of all, he's going to comfort you. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you peace. But he's also going to reveal to you his goodness. And his word mm-hmm. reveals that. And just, like, even in the Old Testament, I feel like people shy away from it because it's so bloody. and kind like scary. It's kind of scary. There's a lot of scary things. But it also just shows so much of God's, like, mercy, mm-hmm. grace, and goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really, if you're looking for it. If you go to it looking for, you know. Yeah, you're definitely going to get what you look wrong, for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you go to it looking for the wrong things. Like, first of all, don't go to the Old Testament for encouragement. Probably not. Yeah, don't read Kings I mean, and Psalms things. is good for that, <laughs> yeah. but, like, Judges or yeah. or even, even like, the very beginning books, like, uh, where they're going through the wilderness, that's not, that's, uh, there's some encouragement there, but for the most part, it's really hard to read because there's a lot of, like, there is a lesson in and trust and, there. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing man in their flesh, too, yeah. and just being like, gosh, when are you going to get it? Yeah. But if you want to see God's goodness of how, even when we are stubborn and pig-headed, that is a good place to go. Yeah. Um, but I, what I have written down is one of the best ways to defend against those thoughts and also just the schemes that Satan plays out for us is um, putting on the armor of God. So, Ephesians 6, and this is long, so bear with me, but um, I want to read all of it because I feel like this is really important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like there's a reason why God had Paul put this in Ephesians um, and explain it the way he did. So, Ephesians six ten through 18. Um, Finally, strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength, Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. So, I mean, right there, that tells you why you're putting on the armor of God. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, and she just read this part, against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil (coughs) spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand therefore 
with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So, um, essentially, they're saying, you need to do this. Anytime the devil schemes against you, um, you need to put on this armor mm-hmm. in every situation, and you need to stay alert. I think when we get dormant and don't really pay attention to what Satan's doing, then we are going to fall into his trap, essentially. Yeah, one that that's actually, I was talking about this the other day. My daughter does jujitsu, and her, um, her senpai actually said something when they were doing, I'm not even going to try to say what the move is because I'll butcher it. <laughs> But they were, you walk back and forth and then you, um, it's just whoever catches who up guard first rolls them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were, so they were doing the walk and he was explaining to them how the walk is like a dance and they have to be in time with one another in order to get it right. Um, and he said, it's once you get into that rhythm that you, you have to have them in a rhythm. They have to not know that it's coming. They have to be comfortable um, with the movement that you guys are doing, they, there's mm-hmm. trust in your movement because you're both leaning on one another while you're walking mm-hmm. and doing this. He called it a dance when you're just stepping yeah. backwards and forwards and walking with one another. Um, and then you get, you, you just catch someone off guard and then you tip them over and choke them out. So, I mean, that's definitely <laughs> what he wants. Yeah. That is what Satan wants to do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> It is. Yeah. And that's what's so hard when you think about, like, when you're going through, Kathy was talking about, like, these walls that are coming up. God will allow that to happen because that is when your relationship is going to be strengthened with him. So you are supposed to come back to God in those in those mm-hmm. moments. And you're supposed to draw strength from his word and from his power. And um, that, I mean, Satan hates that. He hates that. And he's he does set those traps, mm-hmm. hoping that you will become apathetic and lazy and start Just questioning give up yeah start questioning <laughs> yeah. yeah um we talked about this before that i feel i feel like it's just ironic that satan will put up these traps for you and if you're doing what you're supposed to do it only makes you stronger mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and you can and it's like he so just totally backfires. god lets him put up these traps because he knows if we do what we he says you know, then it's going to make us even stronger Mm -hmm. and closer to him. And he's going to bless us through that. So he's like, I'm going to let this happen so I can give you an opportunity to be blessed, really. Um, But, and that it says, there's just a little, like, exemplified version Mm -hmm. on my Bible. Amplified, yeah. Amplified, yeah. And so it says, piece of armor, the belt, its use is for truth. What she was just talking about. Satan fights with lies, and sometimes mm-hmm. his lies sound like truth. Yes. But only believers have God's truth, which is mm-hmm. your word, mm-hmm. which can defeat Satan's lies. So go to your stinking yeah. Bibles, guys. <laughs> yes. <coughs> you need his truth. Um, and, I mean, if you go to Psalms, it's Psalms is pretty much all about crying out to the Lord and, like, yeah. begging for mercy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. deliverance. Yes. Well, I find it um, funny that the belt is the truth. But also then the sword is the word of God, which mm-hmm. is where the truth is. Because you're fighting so back. Like, yeah. So it's like if you have the sword, the word of God, and you use it, 
then you will also know his truth and mm-hmm. you'll have the belt. So the belt then, holds up the sword, guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then the righteousness, that already comes if you have Jesus because it's his righteousness, mm-hmm. not our own. You already got that and you just have to remember that. And then um, your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. That just means you're ready to tell people about the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus. You're ready to just spread this gospel of peace mm-hmm. and love. Yeah. Um, and it's like... I love that it's on your feet, so because it's like, just be ready, just always have it there, ready, mm-hmm. um, because God, you know, you never know when God's gonna send people <laughs> to really, you know, into your life. I mean, someone at the grocery store who like brings up Jesus all of a sudden—that's not gonna probably happen very often, maybe never. But you don't know, so it's like, yeah. just be ready. Unless you're like wearing a shirt that says Jesus on it. I mean. <laughs> Or not today, Satan. Yeah, that shirt. Sorry if you guys can hear my ice maker in the background. (laughs) It's not as loud as you think, Cherry. Is it not? Okay. I feel like I mean that if I don't if I forget to turn that off, I and it like drops, I like pop up and I'm like, "Where's the gun? Somebody's busting a window. (laughs) Someone shot a BB gun at the window." Um. Um, So, (laughs) Jenks, the only soda. So, we don't drink soda. <laughs> I know. I don't want one. I'm just kidding. So, and then the shield of faith, which is like, it says that can extinguish the flaming arrows, which I feel like sometimes our relationships can be flaming arrows. Mm-hmm. So you got to have faith in those situations. Um, and then the helmet of salvation is just knowing that you are saved. You are covered by the blood of Christ and that, you know, nothing anybody can do will ever take that away. Mm-hmm. I think it just, I was trying to find it in here, but I can't, and <laughs> I, I switched over to a new Bible because my other one's falling apart, so I can't, I don't have anything marked in there, but just going back to the feet and how you were talking about that's awesome, mm-hmm. there's this thing in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. <laughs> I was like, what did I just Deuteronomy. say, Deuteronomy, uh, but it, and I can't remember where it is, guys, so I'm sorry, but it says, um, well, now I can't even remember. I just totally went blank. It, I, it, it does talks say about, talk like about your the... your feet will be covered in bronze and you will have the strength for your days or something uh, like that. Okay. So then I just think yeah. that's awesome that it's yeah. in the New Testament and also God is all about talking about your feet, yeah. your path, you know, guide your steps, and it's like I feel like it's important to you know just give even each step Commit, of the day yeah. into into His hands because mm-hmm. He's He's wanting to you know get, have us have a full happy life and if you give your days to him he's gonna help you do that Mm -hmm. um like if you truly give them to him and try to do what he says he's gonna give you that uh so um the present leader of the helmet part of the part of that the like the armor of god really helps me to remember we are at in warfare warfare Mm -hmm. you know we really are and so i feel like that's why uh, Jesus or Paul wrote about using the armor of God is because he wants us to get it across that we are at war mm-hmm. <laughs> spiritually here and so we have to armor up spiritually mm-hmm. um, but I have a little snippet here that is in this she, I have the She Reads Truth Bible given to me by charity mm-hmm. thank you very much yeah. but it has this awesome little devotional in here about the armor of God that I wanted to read it's called Ready for Battle <clears throat> sorry my throat is like super 
itchy for some reason. Probably mm-hmm. Satan. He's mm-hmm. trying to keep me from saying mm-hmm. what I need to say. But uh, here we go. So uh, you, you and I could gather around our Bible today like we were kids in Sunday school. Felt board placed front and center. We'd label the felt man with his felt armor, giving each other a pep talk about putting on the full armor of God. The conversation would be worthwhile, but I'm wondering if we would, could dig a little deeper together. What is the spiritual battle Paul has us set, suiting up for in the first place? To find the answer, let's hop over to Revelation 12. The text describes a dramatic event where the ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the one who deceives the whole world, is thrown out of heaven with all his angels. We know how the story ends. Death and Satan are conquered by the perfect sacrifice of Jesus, the Lamb on the cross. Amen. But right now, the enemy is on this earth and he knows his time is limited. Paul entreated the Ephesians to dress for battle because the battle is real and ongoing. The evil one has been defeated, but he's not going down without a fight. He lives to destroy goodness and steal the truth, true life that only Christ can bring. Um, so I, they wrote down a scripture here, John 10, 10, and I like it. So I wrote it down in here. So I want to read that too. So this shows that what Satan's about, uh, the thief is what it starts with, but I just put Satan cause that's who they're meaning comes to only steal, kill and destroy. I came so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> This is no ordinary battle, and it calls for extraordinary armor. You and I are not average soldiers. We are co-heirs with the great high priest, children of the undefeated king, a king who is often described as our shield. What's more, Isaiah describes the coming Messiah as wearing a belt of righteousness and faithfulness, righteousness like a breastplate and a helmet of salvation. That's all in Isaiah, which I think is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um Now, back to Paul's letter. He already reminded the believers of their new spiritual clothing two chapters earlier. Take off your former way of life, the old self, he said, and you put on the new self in Christ. He wrote it in in his letter to the Romans, too. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. This armor is all his, his truth, his righteousness, his salvation, his word. Jesus fought the battle and won, he, and he laid the armor of victory upon us. So yes, suit up today, pray earnestly at all times, and with every prayer and request, like Paul describes, pray for boldness, not to proclaim all the answers, but to proclaim the mysterious gospel. Mm. It is indeed a battle, a battle both won and ongoing, but you and I were made to fight it, not by armor of our own making, but by the already tried and true armor of the mighty one. Our high priest, our Messiah and King, to him be the glory forever. So I just kind of thought that really drove home why we need to suit up. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I have just in my notes that um, he's, I have just a list of things that he will target. He Like us as wives, husbands, parents. But really it's it's just anything that's going to bring God's love and grace to attention to other people. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's, it's kind of scary to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, he uses our, our children. I know. Our children. <laughs> that is so, yeah. just icky. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it just is also ironic to me because, you know, Satan here, he thinks he's doing all these schemes to pull us away from God. And if we're, st- if we're suited up, we're aware of the schemes, then it ends up bringing glory to God mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than the opposite. I have, some, I have something saved in here from a book. Um, you guys all should read. It's called Fervent by Priscilla Scherer. Scherer? Scherer. Yeah. Scherer? Scherer. I don't know. <laughs> you probably recognize yeah. the name, whether we said it right or not. Yeah. Uh, I gotta find it in here, but it's about that. It's about, like, just raising your children up. <clears throat> of course, I'm not gonna be able to find it. But it talks about how, um... Like, we are the first, what's the word I'm looking for? We're the first example of mm-hmm. God's grace and mm-hmm. that to our children. So Satan is going to use our children to try to, like, turn them away from that if we aren't yeah, in God's word. Yeah, set up, like, traps yeah, for us. Yeah, for us through our children to, to, not be, yeah, yeah. to not be treating them the way that we mm-hmm. should be, to not be raising them, mm-hmm. to not be handling, like, the, just their their discipline the correct way to not be showing them grace and love mm-hmm. and it talks in here about how if we if we can be oh here it is um just if we can be constantly bringing up our children in Christ like we're going to bring up a whole other generation um that just a whole other generation of God's warriors mm-hmm. and then they're going to bring up another generation mm-hmm. like you could have a whole line of your family generations after you're dead. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, God willing, we don't know how long we'll be here. Yeah. How crazy and awesome is that to think that like a child in your your great great grandkids are like a pastor of a church is going, yeah, is going to be just a warrior. Yep. And like Satan is going to hate your family. And that is awesome. (laughs) Yes. Like you, we're going to do some damage with our offspring. (laughs) Yes, like that. Yeah. It just like that. It's so encouraging to me to think of like that mm-hmm. when I when I'm thinking, like, holy crap, my kids are driving me crazy. Yes, and then I have to stop and think, what is what is behind this? Yes, yep. I actually have written here. We must realize that our husbands, our family members, and friends, our children, are not the ones we are fighting with. Satan is the one behind it all, and I feel like that just takes. First of all, it takes like the sting away because you know it's not Something. your kids doing it just to you know make you feel like crap. <laughs> They're not doing it just to you know annoy you <laughs> or make your life harder. It's actually Satan trying to you know make you a stumbling block mm-hmm. to your kids, which is just awful. Um, he's like, I'm just gonna really bring it out of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll see just how. Uh, Christian you are yes (laughs) yeah um and first of all don't like dwell on that if you make a mistake and you you know yell at your kids and you don't act in a Christian way to your kids that doesn't mean you have to wallow in self-hate or self-loathing you know you just go and apologize to them Mm -hmm. first of all kids are really forgiving and I feel like I say first of all a lot. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> I'm saying first of all too much. <laughs> Whatever. But, um, you know, kids are really forgiving. And I feel like it's more showing to them of your 
honesty, your mm-hmm. realness, if you just go and ask for forgiveness. You and can. That just gives them an example of what they need to do. Yeah, when what they a mess great up. lesson in grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, that's that's I said that in the very first one we did. It's so crazy to see like this year I've totally I've learned just how forgiving mm-hmm. a four and now five year old could be and how like much that means to her when I say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And that like it I don't need I don't need to show so much respect to yeah. them as a person. Yeah. Um, and not acting like their feelings don't matter. Yeah. But it's I feel like it's just the ultimate example of first of all how they can go to Jesus and mm-hmm. ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. and say, you know, I messed up and I need your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um and for them to really see I feel like that shows them more of what God's grace is because mm. they realize, well, it's hard to forgive. And God does it all the time. All day long. <laughs> so, like, you want to stay mad and you can't always do that. Well, yeah, and that's one of the lies is it feels better to stay mad. Yeah. yeah. Not, like, what kind of prison yeah. are you putting yourself I know. in? <laughs> Especially if the other person's like, that was really trivial I, and I'm over it. Yeah. And they apologize See, and they're good. You know, one of the, I have a friend from high school that after I became a Christian, I really felt like I needed to apologize to. Mm-hmm. And I apologized to him. And he came back. I feel, I wonder where he's at now. Like, if he's still, like, thinks of me and hates me. And mm-hmm. if he's still in that trap. Mm-hmm. Because he said, you don't get to apologize because you feel bad. That's not how it works. <laughs> I was like, that's actually exactly, <laughs> that's how, exactly it how it works. But I had to let it go, and I had yeah. to just know that, like that. Whether I could, they forgive you yeah. or not, yeah. You know. I did what I could do, mm-hmm. and that was, and that was yeah. it. And that I feel like I don't want people to get the wrong impression and say like you can never have a disagreement. Yeah, that's not it. That's not it well, at all. Don't blame like, oh, you didn't take the garbage out on Satan yeah. setting up a scheme yeah. for you. <laughs> No, that's yeah. just human. That's <laughs> just that is just, just human laziness. Yeah. But you need to make sure that your disagreements are done in love. Mm-hmm. And I have like there's I have, there's so many scriptures in the back of this book oh, about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colossians three fifteen. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called to one body. That's not the one I was wanting to say. Sorry, but I like that. Uh, yeah, that is good. <laughs> Romans fourteen nineteen. Pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. Mm-hmm. So. Constructive criticism, guys. Yeah, and just knowing that uh, you're in this together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that's yeah. one of them. Romans fourteen thirteen. Let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this not to put an obstacle or stumbling block in a brother's way. So just forgiving, helping. That's another just construct. It's all constructive criticism. Yeah. Let us and... not love with word or tongue, but in deed and action, forgive yeah. and ask mm-hmm. for forgiveness. Oh, it's like Daniel Tiger. Uh, saying sorry is the first step. Then and how can I help? Oh, I just watched that today. I love Daniel Tiger. Oh, and I mean that's like amazing marriage advice too. For I love it. Real. It's like you tell your spouse, "I'm sorry. What can I do to help make you feel better, or what can I do to make amends?" Mm-hmm. I feel like that is so much more than. Like the best thing you could possibly, that's like the best thing you could possibly do because that just shows them that you're sincere and that you care enough to Mm -hmm. want to make it right. Yeah. And once you get past the part of like having to apologize and that feeling 
horrible. Mm-hmm. It feels so price. good. It seriously feels yeah. so good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like it's like a white completely has no. I feel like, like that in itself is a scheme it. for Satan. Yeah, he's like he he just like puts all these feelings in you. Like oh, I just can't say sorry. It's yeah. gonna be so awkward. I have the enemy is counting on us to break down. Yes, <laughs> he's counting on yes. us to not go forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's see. So. Practical tips on how to not let Satan's schemes get a hold of you. Um, well, I put putting on the armor of God. Mm, just knowing yeah. truth. Knowing truth. Um, that, I feel like, is like the number one way. Knowing what is true. That, yes. Because Satan's going to lie to you and be like, oh, that person doesn't love well, you. Well, and like you were saying, if you're going into the Old Testament and reading, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of scary. Say, like, you might be reading your Bible, but that doesn't mean Satan's not going to be like, what kind of screwed up God would let mm-hmm. all of these things happen? He's going to use yeah. even God's he word. He could even use you. that, yeah. So it's like, first of all, praying and just saying, God, yes. speak to me through your word, having an open heart to receive whatever it is he's trying to te- mm-hmm. teach you. But the thing is, is that when things like this happen, like when you have these big fights with your husband or a disagreement with a friend, if you are in his word mm-hmm. and you know his and you've been, you know, praying to him, you have a relationship with him, even if you don't have scriptures memorized, he's going to bring things up mm-hmm. into your mind. Yeah. And he's also just going to make you aware of the schemes and yes. just like examining your thoughts. And um, I feel like that's part of, you know, knowing the truth and also um, having like the helmet of salvation, knowing your thoughts and, um, examining them and saying what is what's going on in my mind right now am i in the right spot here and just being self-aware yes gonna do a lot i i really like this in here it talks about like just the word and how Mm -hmm. the sword is the only weapon of offense Mm -hmm. in the armor of god and Mm -hmm. um i don't know why but i just when i think of myself and being on offense i imagine myself just like punching and kicking the air around my living room while, like, screaming scripture into the air, you know? <laughs> I do tend to whisper it at times when See, I'm feeling a little bit I got just, distraught. when I was getting, going over, like, trying to get scripture together for this podcast, I already told you this, I was getting mm-hmm. so fired up that that's what I felt like doing. Just, like, running around my house, like, karate chopping and saying, commit your way to the Lord and he will direct your path. Like, just going all over. Like, I just was, oh. I was all over the place. <laughs> but that, um, Kathy said praying. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you are preparing security in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. when you pray. Mm-hmm. So that is a big one. Yeah. Praying, definitely. Like, just, even if you're in the midst of an argument and just stopping and being like, I gotta take a minute and mm-hmm. go pray. That's gonna completely rearrange your yeah. thoughts on that situation. Yeah. Just take a moment to be still it's with guaranteed. God. It is guaranteed. Yeah. Um another I I put a thing to kind of like take the power mm. away from Satan and mm-hmm. we kind of talked about this by asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. but also forgiving. Yeah. Um so asking for forgiveness is great, but you also have to forgive if it's somebody if that's offending you. Um and it goes kind of hand in hand with protecting ourselves with the armor of God because you have to forgive those who hurt you because 
that's just going to help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to help you in the long run. Well, yeah, and that just little toddler lesson here that I have to continually tell to my daughters when they're apologizing to one another. You, if you say it's okay, that doesn't that you're not letting it go. Yeah, you have to say I forgive you. Yeah. I forgive you means it's done then yeah. and there. You're dropping it and yeah. it is staying on the ground and you're walking miles yeah. and miles away in a different direction and you are not picking it back well, up. Well, I'm again. saying it's okay. You're pretty much saying it's okay. That behavior is okay to treat, to treat you, you that, that way. No, exactly. That's not right. Saying I forgive you is like done and it's complete and mm-hmm. it's like it means something. It, it does holds weight. Saying it's okay is easy to just say that because then you're still kind of like holding on. But you to still it. get to be angry. You still kind of like, oh, I, I said it was okay, but I'm gonna it use this against wasn't. you next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna bring this up later. <laughs> That's not forgiveness, folks. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so holding on to grudges, first of all, is gonna take years off your life. <laughs> yep. But it's it's also just gonna cause a block. Between because you and God. Stress causes wrinkles, guys. Yeah. It's we a don't real need thing. more wrinkles. We have enough stress. We don't need to add to it yeah. with not forgiving. Yeah. Um, so, 2 Corinthians 2, 5 through 11. If anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent. Not to exaggerate, to all of you, this punishment by the majority is sufficient. For that person, as a result, you should instead forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, he may be overwhelmed by excessive grief. Therefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love to him. I wrote for this purpose to see your character, to see if you are obedient in everything. Anyone you forgive, I do too. For what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, it is for your benefit on the presence of Christ. In the presence of Christ. So that we may not be taken advantage of by Satan. But we are not ignorant of his schemes. So that's kind of a weird verse at the beginning because you're kind of like, there sounds like there's like a backstory here because who's he that they're talking about? So I kind of looked into it and Paul is speaking about a man in Corinth because that's for the church of Corinth Mm -hmm. or it's to the Corinthians um, about a specific man who ascended against the church there when Paul was there. Um, But Paul had already forgiven them. Or forgiven him because the church said that they had forgiven him. Um, And they had punished him. But then he goes to say, you know, you really haven't forgiven him because you haven't accepted him back Mm. into the church. Um, So what Paul's saying is that if you, you know, punish somebody, like if you punish your child, you have a, a consequence for them of their actions. But you don't forgive them, then it really... You're not doing. You're not doing what is right mm. in Christ's sight. You're not doing first yourself a favor, but this also applies to if you don't really punish your husband. I mean, I mean, you can you for sure. Can um, you're sleeping on the couch? I'm not speaking to you. Those are punishments. We ain't doing it. So, but if you don't forgive him, then I mean. First of all, that's not good for your marriage. Mm. Punishing your husband isn't good for your marriage, in my opinion. No. But um, you're supposed to forgive them and then also, like, console them. Yeah, I, love, I was going to say, I wrote like, that down. I love that forgive and that comfort amazing? and then reaffirm in love. That's it's amazing, but it's also like, really, God? Yeah. Really? Why can't make it so hard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because sometimes you're like, okay, I forgive you, 
but it's like grudgingly. So I feel like that's God's way of making sure your heart, heart is, is yep. in it. He's like, I, not only do I want you to forgive them, but I also want you to comfort them mm-hmm. and you know make them sure that they are okay in their sin and that they are forgiven completely. Not only by you, but by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it says that it'll end up making, if you do not... It could end up causing someone to like almost slip into a depression is what it's saying. And this just reminded me so much of my mom mm-hmm. because she has care she carries so much just like guilt inside of her and shame and just like feeling like she hasn't been forgiven for I don't know what, but for things. Mm-hmm. And now she's depressed because of it. And so it's like if you can bird lighten someone's burden that they are carrying you should do it. <laughs> I mean, you should do it. That, if you have yeah. love for people at all, you should do it. <laughs> that, yeah, one that, I mean, that, it's, that, that's why, and that's why you guys, gosh, you're supposed to be in community. You're supposed to be confessing your sins to one another so that you can help mm-hmm. one another. Because mm-hmm. I have, m- my whole life, I have felt what you just said, your mom. Like, mm-hmm. what, why on earth would I be forgiven? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, done some pretty sketchy things back in the day mm-hmm. guys and that like that is hard to it's hard yeah to just accept that accept yeah. that you're forgiven mm-hmm. so I, I told well, and especially that. if you have people in your life who haven't forgiven you or aren't forgiving you it just kind of like reaffirms in your mind that i'm not forgivable well yeah and that and that in the church that's one thing that's hard yeah. too because when you have done something mm-hmm. it is hard sometimes because i think you have to be admonished in the church, obviously. You have to be able, you have to have people who can admonish you in faith. But it's so easy to like have one thing happen and then the church just be like, Well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no the Sorry you did that. Yeah, sorry you did that. <laughs> uh we can't go have our weekly coffee now, just whatever yeah, it is. You I'm know? not yeah. I'm kinda haven't gonna have to cut you off. Yeah. Now. Forgive and comfort yeah. like that and reaffirm yeah. love. I I love that. Yes, Um, it's like if somebody did something to you that was hurtful, but you recognize that it was Satan that caused that. First of all, that makes forgiveness easier, in my opinion. Like if you recognize that Satan, it makes it easier to forgive that person. But to just think of the testimony it would be to them especially if they're not a christian of if they did something hurtful to you and you said you know what i forgive you and i understand that came from like a place of hurt for you mm-hmm. and i'm here for you if you need me like that would be such a testimony of just love to that person and i can yeah that totally would be and i can truly say i have never done that <laughs> but i kind of want someone to wrong me so i can't <laughs> I know, I know. I read that verse and I was just like, this is so good. And it's so hard. Yeah. Like, Like, I want my faith to be like that. Yeah. I want my heart to be like that. Well, and that, I mean, that, my daughter, my oldest, this totally is kind of reminding me of her too, because when she gets in trouble, you can see like, when she knows that the end is coming, Mm -hmm. when we've had her talking. She, you can see her waiting mm-hmm. to be hugged. Like, her yes. arms kind of go up, they but she's, like, waiting. Comfort. Yeah. And she actually said the other day on the couch when I was giving her mm-hmm. a hug, she said, oh, I was waiting for this part. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I just had an epiphany. That is God. That is God. He's like, okay, 
We're done, done now. now. Mm-hmm. Let me comfort you. Yep. We're done now. We're past that part. We're going to leave that over there. Yeah. And now I'm going to just love on you. Yes. And that is awesome. Yeah. And that's why I'm a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I did want to say that this does not mean... Forgiveness is not the same as trusting. So if there's people in mm. your life who have, you know, physically, sexually, or even verbally abused you, that is not okay. You do not have to trust them. Forgiving them is necessary for your own peace. Mm-hmm. You know, letting that go. And that's going to yeah. be a process peace that and you and God yeah. have to work through. But that does not mean that you put yourself, you back. Put yourself in, back in a situation where they can hurt you yeah. again. But also, once you forgive them, that takes away the power that person and Satan has had over you. Because Satan will use something significant in your life, a horrible thing that has happened in your life, to burden you and just trap you, like chain you down. Um, and just have that always just be something that is an issue for you. Maybe it's caused you for to, to do drugs, or maybe it's caused you to have an eating disorder, mm. or maybe it's caused you to have anger management or depression or anxiety. If you don't forgive, those things will never go away. Yeah. God can never heal you of them. Um, and sorry, that's a hard truth. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> so, I that's all my tips, Jerry. Yeah, Do you have any I don't know. I got just, I mean, pray, read your book, read your Bible, mm-hmm. memorize some scripture. That is the, I don't have my phone because my son has it. Um, there is, um, read scripture. Really good one if you mm-hmm. want to get into the word. Memorizing um, scripture, I have. That's all I was going to say. Scripture, typer. They're in the. Um, yeah. Bible memory is There's what it says verse, like that. verse memory too, I saw. Mm-hmm. Do you have the one on there that our pet, that pastor yeah. said? Uh, scripture typer is what I heard from what mm-hmm. he said. And that one's cool because it will, you put in the verse that you want to memorize and then it will just have you do the first letter mm-hmm. of each word in the verse. And mm-hmm. that really helped me memorize. Like, the one verse that they wanted us to memorize, I had it memorized in mm-hmm. a week. Well, um, yeah, and guys, I mean, don't, like, don't stress out about memorizing mm-hmm. a ton. Just t- pick one. Pick one and memorize yeah. one. And do it. Even just in, do like, it until one you got a it. month, you yeah. know? Or, note cards. for me, Use note, note cards, cards. I always write down, like, cards. I'll write down ones that really stick out to me mm-hmm. on note cards. And I'm with, and about stick to write down forgive yeah. and comfort. <laughs> yes. Stick them with my prayer cards because I'm always mm-hmm. looking through those. And so then I'll see the verse and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to look at that again. Mm-hmm. But even just reading your Bible, guys, God, the Holy Spirit inside of you will bring those scriptures that you've read back into your mind. Whether you know what the verse is or not. He's going to have that truth implanted in your heart. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, memorizing the scripture is nice. I think especially for parenting mm-hmm. because then you can bring up God's truth to your kids. Um, not in a condemning way, but in a, like a loving way, just kind of like saying, Oh, there's a scripture that says this. Um, and that kind of speaks into our situation right now. But just reading your word, the word mm-hmm. is going to be beneficial if that's, like, the first step you can take, you know? Yeah, and the more that you... Like, I... When I first started reading my Bible, I was older when... It's, mm-hmm. It hasn't been that long that I have truly dedicated my life to Christ. And I would sit down and I'd be like, this is so boring. Like, I know that I have to do it, but this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. But in that, it's totally different. Like, you yeah. just keep at it and mm-hmm. you will want to do yeah. it. 
and just having a good like devotional bible that helps mm-hmm. but also like the read scripture app which we just talked about that one really set me on fire for wanting to read mm-hmm. the word because they have videos at the beginning of each chapter that explains it and really mm-hmm. especially for the old testament where like there's all these names and numbers and them breaking down each chapter and telling you what it's about, why this is what's in there, is just, like, mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. It's a little comic. Yeah. It's super cool. Oh, yeah, and then they have, like, that. If you, I mean, if you're into comics, they have a comic book Bible. Yeah. I can't remember. Is that what it's called, the comic mm-hmm. book Bible? I'm pretty so. sure that's it. Yeah. I'm sure if you just Google the comic book Bible, it'll, it'll pop up. up. Yeah. Amazon, it'll come yeah. up. Yeah. So. But, or just get a devotional that you can read every day and you know be in the word every day like one that goes through 365 days a year mm-hmm. that's a good way to start and just just really build your hunger for god's word mm-hmm. it takes time it definitely does i mean it's it. been what five years in the making for mm-hmm. us but yeah. at least so um me longer yeah <laughs> but uh it takes time so don't pressure yourself and think oh i'm a horrible person because i don't want to read the bible mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's a tool that is essential in our walk with Christ, for sure. Yes. So um, if you guys have any questions again, or if you want to talk to us, our email is macchiatomoms at gmail.com. <laughs> and that is that. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> or good morning if yeah. you're listening to this yeah. in the morning. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>